Good morning. Um, so if you're new and this is your first time visiting, um, this is a unique, but I would say um, beautiful Sunday um, in that we last year, not last year, gosh, last week, last week um, we announced that um, my what my family and I and and if you're new here, you can tell I'm not from America. Um, originally from England, London, and um, last week we announced sadly that my wife and family we're gonna have to um, go back to London, um, England for a year in order to resolve some visa issues. And so if you've, um, you, you know, that was the big announcement last week and it was shocking nonetheless for our church family and most of us, including me, I'm still recovering from the shock of it all. Um, just just it's, it's hard for us to leave our home. Um, we've been in America for um, 10 years and... Um, um, we uh, ever since we came, you know, we never had the desire to stay when we first came. We came for seminary and training in Southern California and wanted to graduate and go back. But God really began to open doors and lead us to put down roots here and stay and start a church. And in 2018, we planted King's Cross Church. Um, and ever since, God has been doing incredible things but um, as of last week we heard the really bad news that my green card application had been denied um, because of inconsistencies in the past and as a result of that in order to resolve everything we have to go back to London and the reason why we have to do this is we still ever since we you know, started this church and been in America and decided to stay here, we've had the vision, my wife and I and our family, it's our home. My kids, you know, are born here um, and we love it here and um, we we want to put down roots here and live long here and all of that. And in order for us to be able to achieve that, we have to go back for a year. That is part of the law. <laughs> and we have spoke to many, many attorneys. And this is the best option for us in order to come back and eventually go um, eventually get our citizenship and so um, if you've been part of our church family I've been in um, most of the community groups this week just kind of updating people and it's you know it's been sad and we've been grieving um, me you know us not being here and it sucks in so many ways it just does but the more we think about it and the more we look at it we're beginning to see glimpses of God's grace in what is about to take place and for my wife and I we are beginning to see how this could possibly be kind of a forced <laughs> sabbatical where um, we need time in order to heal from past hurts. Um, so like I said, we've, you know, ever since we arrived 10 years ago, we've been grinding and involved in ministry. Um, we have through training and doing internships and residencies and serving at churches. And uh, when you serve that long in any ministry capacity, uh, you, you know, you experience a lot and you, you experience the amazing things God, God does. And you also experience really negative things and so we've gone through a lot we really have and we are seeing this as kind of um, a season where we can not only um, rest but a season where we can recover from a lot of the um, hurt we've been through um, and experiences we've been through and we never saw it like that at the beginning but this is what it's beginning to look like kind of one of the purposes God has for us from um, when it comes to uprooting from here and going back to London that restful kind of like this lengthy sabbatical and we're having conversations with um, some um, 
some, you know, some friends and some pastors and leaders as to how we can be there and intentionally use the time um, to heal. Um, we want to get some counseling. Um, we want to get some, um, just, just really just spend that time healing from a lot of the wounds that we have been, um, we have experienced as a result of ministry. And so that is kind of how we're seeing that purpose. It still sucks that we wished we could do it here and we wished it wouldn't be a year and all of that, but we're seeing that as being one of God's clear purposes for that. Is that all that makes sense? And it's, um, everything's hazy and cloudy in my mind. And so my, um, the way I say things might not make sense, but I hope they do nonetheless. So, uh, that, that's kind of the purpose for it. And as far as our church family is concerned, um, we're beginning to have hope and there is kind of excitement surrounding this season we're about to enter into. And to help me discuss that a little bit, um, I'm going to call up Jeremy, Josh and Dan, boss, um, where are you guys, if they could come up. Um, yeah, why not? <laughs> Do you guys need to get mics and stuff? Do you guys need to share? Are we going to share? Okay, cool. Well, mics? Why not? Just grab them. Actually, take this one. All right. One, two. You got it? Brilliant. So, um, the reason I call these guys up is that as a church plant, when we first, as a church plant, we're not yet there at the stage where we have actual elders. We don't. And so ever since the beginning, we have been, um, the leadership structure has looked like us having an advisory team, um, which is a group of pastors who are not who are not part of our church, but part of the network we're at. Um, Jeremy Alia is one of them. He's over there. Um, and Mike Carlisle and Jim Britz, who is part of Parkside Church um, over, and they've provided um, leadership for King's Cross from the very beginning along with me here on the ground. Um, but as the years have gone by, God has raised up, began to raise up leaders from within. And um, we have really been, and looking at everything that has unfolded, like the timing couldn't have been perfect in terms of how God provides, but God has been raising up leaders from within. And um, these guys here have been functioning um, as leaders and overseeing the church alongside the advisory team um, with me. And so they've kind of been functioning in leadership already. And so when this situation with me having to leave for a year began to unfold, um, you know, it was hard, but one of the comforting things was these guys and how God had really began to raise them up and involve them in ministry. Um, they're kind of deacons at the moment and we will have conversations about what deacons are and what they do, but that is kind of the role. They've been supporting um, me and the advisory team on the ground when it comes to ministry-related things and they've been doing an awesome job. And so most of you, most of you know them, but some of you don't know them. And so what we're going to do is I want them to just briefly introduce themselves. Like, who are you? What you do? What's your favorite cereal? Something like that will be awesome. Um, and then we can go on with our discussion. <laughs> so I'm Jeremy Frischnecht, if you guys haven't met me. Um, and I... Currently, or I have been kind of overseeing finance here at King's Cross Church. Um, and in this transition, we're talking about that, right? What we'll be doing? Um, okay. I will continue to be uh, overseeing finance, <laughs> which is good. Um, there'll be a little more autonomy in that um, since Obed will not be here. So um, 
access to accounts and that kind of thing. Um, and then also um, overseeing just kind of administration, admin kind of stuff to make sure that the church exists and is functioning um, and everything that we have to do gets done, like from a business or legal side of things. So, And I don't usually eat cereal, but if I had to choose, it would probably be Fruity Pebbles because those are delicious. <laughs> Awesome. And you lead a community group as yes. well. Yes. Yeah. My name's Dan Boss. And uh, yeah, I've been involved in King's Cross since before it existed. <laughs> pretty awesome. It's pretty 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 cool to see like God's God's kind of trajectory for us. Um, and uh, I'm involved in uh, leading the La Mesa community group, the East community group represent (laughs) Um, and I lead worship here um, along with a few other people and uh, been involved kind of in the the Sunday morning uh, service stuff um, with just uh, worship and music and this transition will kind of be be a little bit more involved in that kind of the big picture of Sunday mornings as we gather uh, for worship and you know obviously with Obed um, on the other side of the world we're going to have others coming in to speak and preach and Obed will preach on the screen and um, all sorts of creative things we'll have but I'm going to be kind of helping to kind of oversee that um, as we gather on Sunday mornings so Oh, my cereal. Yeah, I don't really eat cereal anymore. I miss it. Um, But I really like... Man, so many. Captain Crunch. Yeah, can't go wrong. Hey, everybody. Uh, My name is Josh Morales. I... uh, me and my family, I am a husband of one and a father of one. <laughs> Wanted to make sure I put that out there. Uh, <laughs> Just to clarify. No more, no less. Uh, I've been going to King's Cross. Uh, we started actually coming, visiting, and talking like a year ago. So it's been pretty much on 365 days now. Um, and I've been committed as a member, as somebody who's committed to the church. Uh, And then in the background, I've been uh, meeting with Obed and and talking about just the vision of the church and how we can best grow healthily. Um, So like with membership and Q&As and different things like that. And so in this transition time, I'm going to be in close contact with Obed um, to help with community groups and to help with discipleship and what that'll look like. And um, you'll just probably see me saying more things like I'm a husband of one on a Sunday morning. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just really being kind of like Obed's connection to community groups and the church as a whole. Appreciate that. Thankful for you guys. Thankful for them. Oh, cereal. 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 It's really important. (laughs) We got to talk about this. Uh, There's a new cereal out. (laughs) And it's by Honeygrams, and it's a s'more cereal. And it is delightful. (laughs) The church has spoken, you know what I'm saying? That's my favorite cereal. (laughs) Good to know. Are you seven years old? (laughs) I am. All right, so before we um, um, get talking about details and stuff, I would love for them to share um, kind of how they've processed um, the news so far. And the reason I want them to share is um, in this diversity here, I think many of you will relate um, to how they reacted hearing, what their reaction was um, when they first heard the news and where they're at now. And so, yeah, if you guys could share that, that would be great. <laughs> I'll go. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I had a conversation on the phone with Obed about a week and a half ago, and it was like the first time I had heard that this was most likely going to happen and it was just like big shock. I mean like 
are you kidding me? Like maybe we could do a month or two with you away, but a whole year just seemed kind of insurmountable and overwhelming. So definitely like dealt with the, the super um, depressing sort of sense of loss without you. And uh, just because, you know, I mean, we all know Obed, he's like an incredibly engaging and outgoing, super um, warm personality. And therefore it was like, dude, how, how does this work without you around? And I don't know. I don't know how it works, um, but we're going to like trust God in it. And, uh, you know, so many of us have had a relationship with Obed and that's how we've gotten here. And, um, three years ago, I didn't even know who you were. So I was like, really, it's amazing to see God's hand at work and his faithfulness in kind of the, the, the growth at King's Cross. One scripture that just kind of jumped out to me, um, kind of as we've been walking through this. Um, let me find it here. In Colossians 1, <clears throat> in the context for this is super interesting. It's Paul writing, Paul and Timothy, writing a letter to the church at Colossae. And they've, they planted that church. They had been there for a while. And then, you know, Paul's, Paul's long gone at this point. He had to leave. And... I think he's in prison at the moment, but so it's a pretty, you know, contextual sort of, um, verse for us to kind of keep in mind. And, and, um, I'm, I was also just struck with how it speaks to God's work, even in a time of like church, just not being, not being easy and uh, trials. So, um, in God refining the church through those things. It says, we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God and being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. There's a lot in there, but basically Paul's saying, we pray that God would refine you as a church and refine you as individuals to live life more faithfully um, as Christians on mission. And I feel like God's, God's doing that in our church since, you know, since hearing the news and kind of being at the, the lowest of lows, just kind of dumbfounded by the, the kind of the future, um, really feeling a sense of, wow, like, I think God's, God's doing something here. I mean, obviously God's doing something here, but like, I think God's really desiring to do something in our church that is like pushing us to go deeper, to go, uh, to kind of call us out and to refine us as individuals and as a community. And just the ways we've seen, even in the past week and a half, um, you guys have, have heard this news. You've, you know, embraced it and we're, you know, we're seeing people dive in and like jump in to help in so many different ways. And it's so encouraging to see God's kind of faithfulness as we, as we sang earlier, we'll trust in your, in your promises and your faithfulness will be kind of our strength. So, um, it's just really encouraging to see us pull together as a community in this time. So, I think for, uh, for me, similarly in the beginning, um, was on that, there was a call in the morning on, on that Thursday, um, hey, we might have to leave for a year, and Dan and I being like, excuse me, what? Um, to then that night being, hey, we're leaving for a year. <laughs> um, a lot of shock and disbelief and um, 
uh, went into that weekend and came back on that Sunday was like, was that a bad dream? Like, but nope, like it was presented on that Sunday. And, um, I think for me is my emotions and feelings are still being in process, uh, right now. Um, I think a lot of where our mind has gone is just like, okay, like what is this going to look like? What is this transition going to be, um, for the church? Like, Obed's leaving, like, we have to fill every one of his, like, jobs right away. Like, what is that going to look like? Um, So a little bit of, like, panic mode. Um, But I think, honestly, we had a very long meeting yesterday. Um, uh, And I think after that meeting, very hopeful and just, like, came down to earth a little bit and was like, okay, Obed is a phone call away. He's a text away. He's a video chat away. Um, And he still is the pastor of King's Cross Church um, and is still going to be able to have a capacity to help here and pastor here um, and preach. Um, Might look a little different, um, but he's still going to be here to do that. And um, so that was encouraging for me and like, okay, this isn't going to be as bad and chaotic as I thought it might be. Um, And I think with that too, this does create an awesome opportunity to kind of look at what shared responsibility looks like here at the church um, and the body really stepping up to um, take part in that. Um, So we're excited to see what that looks like um, in this next year um, and what that transition will look like even as Obed comes back and um, what, um, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at and, you know, I'm still processing, but, you know, Um, yeah. I, I feel like I always say this story. Anytime, I'm, I'm the guy where when you're at like a, a theater and you're watching a Pixar movie, like I'm the first one to get teary-eyed. And I always expect my wife to lean forward and look at me to see when I'm going to be crying because I'm a very emotional man. All that to say, this has been a very difficult <laughs> week for me. I, uh, I took it hard pretty much initially and I've been struggling uh, just with mourning since then. And I've also been struggling with like, am I like not being trusting? Like, am I not trusting God in this and how I'm feeling? And then I look at the scope of scripture and I look at the Psalms and I look at when people would mourn, they would tear their clothes and put ashes on their head. And I look at the writing of David and just asking God, why, why? And I know that I'm allowed to feel this. I'm, we're allowed to be, to ask God, what are you doing? and to mourn, and to still trust at the same time. And so that's been, I'm not there. I'm, I'm very much still uh, heartbroken that like, they're going to be gone for a year. Um, and I am hopeful that God is going to complete the work that he has began in this church, in Obed and Ellen and their family. And so um, that's where I am. I had I had two scriptures as well. Um, so the first is kind of like the bookends of Philippians. So in Philippians 1, and my Bible app crashed. And that's why you have a paper Bible. You can't crash a paper Bible. Uh, dad jokes. Uh, there we go. Philippians 1, 6. And I'm sure of this, that he who began... A good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. I hold that for our church. And I hold that for Obed and his family. And then I look at the end of Philippians. And I see the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus. And I've held that as well. And I have one more. Bouncing around. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God. So that at the proper time he may exalt you. Casting all of your anxieties on him. Because he cares for you. And so as I've been processing this. I'm thankful that God says don't be anxious. I've got this. When you're anxious cast it on me. Because I care for you. So that's kind of important. Yeah. And it's so good to hear from them because I know 
that they possibly represent um, their current experiences they're having. I'm sure they represent what most of you are currently experiencing now. So I hope that was helpful for you guys um, this morning. Um, So we're going to transition a little bit to talking about the roles and responsibilities. We had a lengthy meeting yesterday just to figure out um, what all of this is going to look like. And one of the main things we wanted to talk about and so that we could share with you guys. And by the way, most of what we're going to share is still under construction. Um, It's pending. Don't view this as the finalized, you know, thing that, you know, finalized responsibilities and roles. It's all pending and there may be some changes and tweaks and adjustments here and there. But we met yesterday and the first thing I did was I kind of presented to them all that I do. Um, for the church, all that I do. And then we looked at what I can do remotely from across the pond, digitally, and what I can only do here, being physical. And then the responsibilities I have that can only be done here when I'm here, um, we began to see how these guys could play those, could take those on. And so during their introduction they mentioned a little bit of what they were going to be doing some of them will continue um, like Jeremy will continue to do finances but take on more administrative stuff and so I would love you guys to kind of share a little bit more in detail when it comes to on the ground what you guys are going to be doing exactly yeah All right. So, so, I mean, my responsibilities will continue with kind of leading and overseeing um, worship on Sunday mornings, Um, but also kind of overseeing um, interaction with guest, guest preachers who are coming in and coordinating some of that stuff. I mean, uh, the plan is, as we kind of looked at our calendar throughout the year, we're still going to do our series through the book of Acts, which I think is awesome. Like, it's so perfect for the things that we're going to be talking about as a church in that in that book will be directly kind of relevant to what we're going through as a church. So I think that'll be awesome to, to continue that. And... Um, the plan will be, and we're going to kind of try out how it works with Obed preaching um, in video form and uh, sending us a sermon. Uh, two, we're going to try two times a month and see how that works for us to do on video. Um, but I think we'll be seeing, you know, our plan will be that we want to see Obed and we want to know what's going on um, almost weekly on the screen. So if not, preaching just like a check-in uh with their family what what's happening or maybe he'll do announcements on on the screen and i've got some awesome ideas for locations (laughs) (laughs) on top of big bear hey (laughs) not big bear big ben i've been here for too long um (laughs) with the queen Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna try and mix it up and make it fun for y'all. Yeah, I think it'll be awesome. I mean, I think it'll be super fun to to kind of see what what's happening. It's almost like a you know a missionary sort of that we've sent out to some other place in the world. We want to know kind of what's happening, how they're doing, um, and yeah, overseeing. I mean, still kind of leading my community group and being involved in that. But, you know, I think one of the things that made me um, most nervous is that I just know Obed's personality is like so outgoing and so just in people's lives who, who make their way here and throughout the week. And Um, sometimes they don't like it, but (laughs) I force my way into people's lives. And that's great. That's great. (laughs) So, you know, just, 
that that isn't like my personality um, to that extent, but I want to grow into that. And I think like if there's anything our church does well, it's being hospitable to new people coming in and trying to be uh, a welcoming sort of community. So I want to live into that on my own um, and try to to be you know more outgoing and to to really. Um, seek people out, you know, that I've, you know, haven't met before and, um, get coffee during the week and kind of be intentional about, um, about that role in my own life. So I'd encourage all of us to do that more, try to make up for Obed's awesome personality. Um, so my, my role is one of the still under construction ones. Um, but in general, kind of what we kind of discussed during the week is I'll kind of be a, like a liaison with Obed as he is, um, as he is in England, um, in terms of like discipleship, cause that's where my burden is, is to see like this church continue to grow, uh, in like in faithfulness and in knowledge of God and do that through community groups and through the meeting with each other and the DNA groups that we're having, um, so I'll be kind of like the hand in hand with like this church in Obed as he's across. Um, and then I'll um, assist with Dan on like on Sunday mornings in terms of just being loving, warming and, and welcoming. It it takes three people to make up Obed <laughs> at, at the minimum. It does. Uh, but we're going to try. Um, we're going to try not because we're special, but because we love the church. We have a heart for the church, just like Obed does. Um, and we want to see, uh, the name of Jesus proclaimed, um, in PB in San Diego. And it takes, you know, stepping up. Um, so that's what we're kind of going to try to do here. Yeah. Oh, and you give me connect cards now. You don't have to look (laughs) where to give it. If somebody's new and you have a connect card or somebody's asking, who do I give this to you? can bring it to me. So I'll be, yeah. Or these two guys. Again, under construction. Yeah. <laughs> I got to answer this. Yeah, so one of my roles is first-time guests. If someone comes and they're new, I not only try and see come out on a Sunday, but if I miss them and they escape my... Grass. <laughs> yeah, it sounds weird, but, you know, they don't escape, but I they leave <laughs> without me interacting with them, and they were kind enough to um, submit a connect card I connect with them throughout the week um, and I send the email myself and kind of put details a little bit information about our church and how they can get involved and so that I can help them assimilate into the life of our church or like I always say help them find a local church in this city and so um, we're planning on Josh taking um, that responsibility I could do that remotely but it's a bit weird, isn't it? Um, if I'm not actually here and connecting with people or people seeing me and getting an email. So that's the plan for that. Um, I think one of the biggest things too is if you guys need anything at all, we are kind of now that face instead of Obed. Um, it's hard to make up for that beautiful face, but we'll try. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so, and that's kind of in all avenues of the church. Um, And we will be in probably weekly communication with Obed. um, But we will try um, our best to field um, anything and everything from you guys. Um, And so we want you guys to know that, that um, we are here to support you guys and and push you guys towards Christ. um, And even like on a, a church level kind of thing, like administrative stuff, like anything, like we are now kind of those people to come to. Um, but, you know, once again, we will be meeting with Obed with kind of like staff meeting calls or whatever you want to call them. Um, so, you know, yeah. I know that's that. Um, Exactly, and exactly for Jeremy and Nicole especially, they will continue in that role of, and they've been doing a killer job with the finances. I remember when the church started and I was doing the finances, I did a great job. (laughs) I mean, you know, I did. No, nothing 
weird happened or crazy happened, but um, but it was amazing to see um, Jeremy and Nicole step me, kind of pull me to the side and go, hey, we can help you with the finances. And they've been doing a fantastic job ever since, um, keeping our books and working with Church Shield, which is a company work. Well, that helps us manage all the finances. And they've just been doing a killer job and helping um, our church be... Um, just with budgets and everything like that. And so they'll continue that more. And Jeremy will take more of the role of discipleship and stuff like that. So exciting times ahead. I want to talk about the rhythms of the church. We have we have rhythms. Um, let, let, me, let me talk about, yeah, it's kind of Sundays. I think most of you, um, or when I heard the news, one of the first questions I asked was, what's going to happen with the preaching? I know those guys have alluded to it, but I wanted to communicate it now just to get more clarity as to what's going to happen. When it comes to preaching, which is a big part of our church because God's word <laughs> is, um, we, we center ourselves around God's word and God's word is so life-giving to us in so many ways. And so on every Sunday, we open up scripture, we read it and we study it together through the preaching of God's word. And so the question is, what's going to happen with that? And what will be happening is that thankfully, number one, we are a church that ha- is connected to so many local churches around um, the nation. And so um, Sundays, you will see guest preachers preaching. Um, and I will be, through video, still preaching twice a month. That is the plan for now. It could change. We don't know. But for now, every month, you will see me on the screen twice and then the other two weeks of the month, you will, we will have a guest speaker or one of our young, up-and-coming, awesome preachers from our church. And so that is how that is going to work as far as preaching and the rhythms are concerned. Um, the other rhythm that we haven't really um, implemented well yet that we need to for this year especially, and we hope it carries on and overflows to many years to come, is prayer meetings. Um, We have been, we have come face to face with news that has caused us to pray more than ever. And as a church, I strongly believe God is calling us deeper into relationship with him and one of the ways that happens is through corporate prayer and so as a church we want to implement a rhythm of prayer whereby we will have monthly prayer meetings and I bet you're thinking okay how is that going to happen I'm going to be involved in it but we are going to use the awesomeness of technology <laughs> to have prayer meetings, okay? Um, you guys know conference, you know, like FaceTime and Zoom and Skype and all of those things. Um, as a pastor in this city, I have been so blessed to engage with other pastors and have prayer meetings with other pastors from all over the world, okay, digitally. And it's been something that has been so, so strengthening for me. And so as we were thinking and talking about, man, like what is God calling us to? One of the things he's calling us to is to pray a lot and pray together. And one of the ways I can be involved in that is through um, um, conference call, video conferencing. And so the plan is to have a church-wide prayer meeting last Sunday of the month, right, at 8.30, 8.30 p.m. or 8 p.m. California time, which will be f- about 4.30 a.m., 5 a.m. UK time. 
And that's fine because I wake up super early anyway um, to pray most days. And that is kind of the time I wake up. And so that is the plan. And we want to announce that now um, publicly to show you how important this is for our church family and why it's important for you as a committed member of this church to commit to being part of these prayer meetings. Um, They are going to be weird at first, this whole digital world where we're all on screens, but thank God for technology and we want to leverage it for God's purposes. And so that is the plan coming up. You guys will receive more details, but Man, it's I'm just like seeing it now. It's going to be awesome where once a month, last Sunday of the month, us all logging in, right? And praying together as a church. Isn't it awesome? Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, I'm excited about that. So that is the plan for that. Okay. The next rhythm, does all that make sense? Cool. The next rhythm I want to talk about is community groups um, and DNA groups. Um, I can't think of a better time for us to engage more in community groups. And most of you um, have received kind of the news of, of us starting DNA groups. And DNA groups are um, smaller groups, gender-specific groups of four to five where you plan um, and commit to meeting with each other once a month. And so within community groups, we're going to have DNA groups, and DNA groups are an opportunity for us all um, to dive deeper in relationship with each other and also really begin to shepherd and care for one another. And so that will be the plan for that. And so again, if you're not currently involved in community groups, make sure you sign up for one because DNA groups, we plan for them to start end of the month, um, and it's going to be an incredible addition to our church family at the moment, especially with this season. And so they're kind of the rhythms that we are going to be implementing as a church as a result of me transitioning out. You know, we would have done them anyway in terms of the prayer. We would have done them anyway, but preaching's going to look a little different. We're going to be having those corporate prayer meetings and community groups and DNA groups are huge. And so kind of that, these are some of the big changes that are going to to be happening. And so um, for the few minutes we've got, we want to open it up to Q&A. Um, or do you guys have anything to add before we go to Q&A? Um, just one thing, as we talked yesterday about like having more people come in from outside of our church and preach for us on Sunday mornings, um, I'll, I'll say, you know, the, the people on that list that we'll be hearing from are like, people that we've have our church has had a relationship with and it's like they're trusted they know our story they know what's going on in our church it's not just going to be some person you know coming in without any kind of context for us so i i took a lot of comfort in knowing that's like yeah we like obed being who he is has made like connections with you know every pastor in this city pretty much and um and people from all over the country that that he knows. So it's, um, you know, they're going to be trusted voices that we, you know, we know and they know us. So I took, I took comfort in that. Any questions? Yeah, we are Baptists. Um, we are affiliated with the Southern Baptist de- um, denomination. And so we are Baptistic, um, meaning that we, you know, we're different to Presbyterian, and um, but we're Baptist. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. And... Yeah, we, 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 well, so, so like I said, a lot of these 
um, new things we're establishing are under construction and we're still having conversations as to what it should look like. What we're going to do is um, begin with these rhythms and if we need to make adjustments along the way, we will make them. But um, just to let you know, we're in convict. Was you going to say something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so great, great questions. Uh, my name is Jeremy Ayett, and I work with uh, the North American Mission Board, uh, the SIN Network, specifically the church planning wing. And what's cool is I live in Mission Valley, so I'm like literally 20 minutes away. We just went to, my family went to Felipe's and this new really good empanada place over there on Garnett last night. So we, the rhythms of our life um, bring us here often, especially the good food and the beaches and all that. I mean, what an epic view, though, for real, for this site. I forget how awesome it is. But... Um, um, part of my role is to support church planners in the city. And we also have a uh, Ross Shepard back there uh, who works with our state convention. So we have uh, national support. We have state support. We have associational support with actually the association office is not too far away, kind of in the Bayho area uh, with Mike Carlisle and all of us together. We, we know the unique uh, challenges for your church. And so we're walking with you through that. And just that question is kind of like what you were saying. If, if something like that was to be needed and we're, you know, we're trusting number one as a church, um, as a denominational entity, what's maybe unique about us is we, we love, we serve our churches. And so as we approach a situation like this, um, there's some things that are unique, but I will say in church planting and something I was sitting as I was just thinking, uh, just sitting there thinking through this is Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good because we will reap a harvest at the proper time if we don't give up. And if I could just tattoo any verse uh, in my soul uh, relating to church planning, it would be that verse. And it's because when we start out doing these things and, and the joy and the excitement about beginning a church, and some of you are new here, maybe just learning about it, but it is a privilege to see like what this says, a, a church family, a, a faith community to get started started in a city where sometimes people's only experiences has been negative with church or they have no experience whatsoever. They don't know what it can possibly be to engineer and architect. Something like that is a beautiful, exciting process. But the reality is there's also like, if you're new, I know this sounds kind of out there, but there's, we believe, you know, scripturally it says there are enemy forces. There's like a enemy evil presences that want to see this fail. And many times you have obstacles and it requires perservance. And I think as I talked to church, this is what, as Obed and I, we, we met, we met, I guess it was, uh, August of 2016. Uh, we had a chance to meet in a Starbucks in Mission Valley just before all this had even started. And we just talked about the need for perseverance. <laughs> that was one of the things that we spoke about. So while this situation is unique in many ways, that maybe the unique context, the situational elements is unique. This is, this is normal. And so I want to affirm you guys as a church, just to say, good things are happening here and it's normal to have difficulties that come your way. But what it takes is perseverance and we're, we're all in to support you guys, to support your church and to support your team. And so what we also want to say is we don't have one prescriptive method that we just sort of bark down from upon high, but we want to be organic and, and, uh, work with your local leadership, because I, I think, also, you know, Romans eight twenty eight it says that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. And that's really what this church is about. So somehow, even if it's hard for us to see at this point, this is going to be a, a good thing for the life of this church and for the life of the Brefos. And while I, we would never want this to happen, I don't believe God caused it, but is in, in his sovereignty, he can still use it for our good when we're aligned according to his purposes. So, but as we sit now, it's hard to know what that exactly will entail. But um, honestly, like just for me being very close by and um, it's something where I want to do whatever we can to support. My home church is just in, in, in Mission Valley, so I'm very close. And if as we look and more uh, leadership is needed, we want to do whatever it takes to help it to be successful. So we definitely don't want you to feel like you're alone um, or that you don't have support. Um, there's a number of people have been reaching out to me this week uh, to support uh, the church and they're like, Hey, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? And I'm just like, Hey, just put a pause on that. You know, um, we're going to figure out what it is exactly what we need, you know, and how we can support. And I think somehow, and, and it's, I don't want to be calloused 
when we say this because I love Obed and Elena and um, their kids, and um, it's just hard to think about them not being here. So I, I as much I want to process that emotionally, and it's okay to like what they were saying. It's normal to feel that, but at the same time, we want to interpret things in light of the gospel and who Jesus is. And you know, in the Acts, I mean, we were literally talking about uh, the book of Acts and how when Paul was forced to go places, you know, we read that as normal <laughs> when he was in prison, but that's emotionally very difficult for someone to walk through that. But ultimately God was sovereign through that. And we we're sitting here today talking about it because of what Paul, Paul's faithfulness and our big picture for the city. I mean, you think about it, 3.3 million people in San Diego County. We would love to see 1% of the population come to Christ and, and get plugged into a church. That's, you know, 33,000 people. So we would love to see a couple hundred churches just like King's Cross be started all over the county. So that's a, that's a big task, but everyone is important and everyone, we're going to do everything we can to support. So I know that's a little more than you bargained for perhaps, but I just, we love you guys and each and every one of you, you thank you for loving their family and thank you for loving these guys and whatever it takes, we want to be here with you. So thank you. Any more questions? Exactly, yeah, the latter. Um, logging in wherever you are. Yeah, we're still thinking about that too because I was like, how's that going to work? And is it going to be confusing? Or like, I mean, we'll, we'll figure out the best kind of ground rules for how to do that. And one other thought we had was maybe community groups gather those nights and we're together and then community groups would log on um, as, a, as a whole. But it's still in process. Any more? Do you, do you feel like um, there's any other tasks that you are a part of that you do as a, like as a leader of this church that um, maybe have slipped through the cracks, or, or maybe like these three guys up here, you know, maybe it's like too much for them. Anything else that needs to be picked up by other members of the church? It's a good question. Um, by the way. <laughs> In hearing that question, the way I, the reason why I say it's um, such a good question, and um, it, it, it speaks volumes and communicates the attitude um, this church has had, and that is one of the willingness to step up um, and really take on as much as possible. And so, um, I mean, what you just asked represents what everyone's been asking in that. What can we do? Um, how can we serve more um, rather than, uh, you know, shrinking back? It's more like I'm in and what else can I do? And so I appreciate that. And we're having conversations about roles, responsibilities. We're going to have another lengthy meeting um, this afternoon and we will definitely um, put the word out as um, wherever we need help. So appreciate that. No. So pre-Sunday prayer, really good point. Pre-Sunday prayer, if you don't know, is we meet here at 8.30 to pray before the service. And so we will continue that. And um, um, I think Josh and Dan or whoever will be leading musical worship that Sunday um, will put the word out there. But that will still continue. Um, Pre-service prayer will still continue. <laughs> yes. Yes. Luke. We might have to bring you up here just to hear the British accent every once in a while in person, you know. We're bringing up Cat. Cat, can you just say something and just then say we'll, something we'll very pretty a little bit. <laughs> You've been hearing it all along. It's true. Uh, it's not enough. You're, it's not British to me anymore. I know, I, know. I know. It's been too long. <laughs> Cheers for that, cat. Love you. <laughs> I love that. Cheers, Luke. I know you got us. The British invasion continues. Never will stop. We are everywhere.
Do you want to talk about it? No, you stand and talk, girl. Oh, do you want to? Do you want the mic? No, you just come. Actually, we're recording. It, so. That's my wife, everyone. That's my wife. Praise God for like this amazing team, right? And just how God provides and knows exactly what we need. And that you know, often when you start a church, people are like. What come to it because they actually want leadership and they want to just preach or something and we noticed that early on when we started the church people were really excited but often for the wrong reasons and then you get others who are just faithful and just love God and love people and God raises those people up and so you know navigating that was really interesting and just seeing like these guys you know their, their desires and their motives and, and it's, it's so beautiful so we're thankful for that but yeah a big prayer request was you know we um we're like, God, are you, are you ending our time here or do you want us to come back? And the more we, you know, we prayed, we're like, we, this is our church. We are committed. Same way when you get married, you're committed through thick and thin. Like we will do all, even though it's easier just to go back, forget about visa troubles and live a simple life somewhere that, that does not fulfill us. Like we, we, we are committed to this church. So obviously we wanted legal advice and we spoke to many attorneys, including one who represented Obama. And um, they all was very confident, which, yeah, they were confident we need to leave, which was very helpful to know. And, um, <laughs> you know, because I was like, wait, do you, can you get, and she's like, Obama couldn't even help his relatives when they were in the same position and he was president at the time. And so it was like, okay, we, we should probably go then. Um, but she was very confident and many attorneys were very confident. You got be gone and you'll be smooth getting back in. They know all the details of our case and they gave us a lot of confidence that it will be fine. Um, but you do need to take this year out. So it was affirming and we wanted to just continue and come back and continue. And a big prayer request was Lord, our home, you know, um, it has uh, the school we're connected to yeah we have so many relationships in this community we didn't really want to let that go plus the practicality of moving everything and where we'd put it and so we were praying and praying and and, and really like wrestling through things and obviously you saw my group me's and thank you to those who who try to make it happen and it just wasn't for some but praise God God has answered our prayer and they're probably not going to want me to um, embarrass them but if you don't know you may have met Renee and Charlie they are from Phoenix and they come to our church every other month. They have a home in PB, but they live in Phoenix, currently in South Carolina for a year. A lot of you know them. They're over the years, you might know them. Anyway, their daughter is here and her husband. And if you guys don't mind standing, Bobby and Rebecca. And they've been at our church. They've just moved here from New York. They're only a few months in. You guys can sit. Uh, <laughs> um, they're just a few months in and, you know, we, knew, we know her mum really, really well. Amazing person and... Um, They've just moved here. They're in a studio in downtown. And just through God's provision, they are able to move into our home for us. And uh, our home, yeah. And um, you just even, because they just moved, they don't have a ton of stuff. So we're able just to keep a lot of our stuff there. And they can continue to build relationships with people in the community. And they can continue to stay connected. And um, so that was a huge answer to prayer. And they are willing just to serve in that way. And, um, and so, yeah, that's, we're thankful for that. Yeah. Very, very thankful for that. Yeah, thank you guys. And <clears throat> yeah, God answers prayer, and we wanted uh, um, especially to come back and assimilate back into our community. And thankfully, God has provided that for us um, through our house sitters. Um, so thank you guys. Um, any questions? Any comments before we wrap up our time? No? Cool. Um, before we conclude, I just really, you know, I've, I've had some terrible t- um, um, days and um, in my current, you know, emotional state is really, really um, more stable than it was several days or weeks ago it's been hard and it comes back in waves but and I'm not just saying this because I have to and it's something you have to say but the love and the support from you guys have been a source of strength for my wife and my family it just really has and your prayers um, have really carried us through 
Um, even when we've just had some terrible days, um, some really terrible days, as we think about having to move our family and our kids back. Uh, it's been hard, but your support, your love, your um, prayers have been a huge support. And what I've loved hearing from everyone is, what can I do? If there's anything I can do, uh, if there's anything I can do, let me know. And I love hearing that. And for some of you, when I um, hear that question, and for all of you, in response to that question, that longing within you to do everything you can to help us in this season, how I would respond to that is be as committed to Jesus and his church more than ever. And so if you was to ask me that question personally and just say, what can I do? What can, what can I do, Obed? I would say be more committed to Jesus and this local church more than ever. And for you, I don't know what that looks like. Um, maybe is is praying more for the church. I know some of you have crazy schedules, but maybe it's being actually plugged into a community and being present. There are going to be some nights, some evenings where you've had a long day at work and you're very much like, ah, I just I just can't make it to commute. But your presence there, right, is valuable in so many ways, not just for you, but for the gathering of your brothers and sisters. And so be committed more than ever. And when I say commitment, um, I was reading a story of, um, I'm reading through the Bible in a year, and um, I got to Matthew, and the story of Jesus walking on water and the disciples freaking out, thinking he was a ghost or something. And then Peter identifying Jesus and saying to Jesus, and, you know, kind of Jesus calls him and asks him. And, you know, Peter begins to walk on the water. And then it says when he sees the winds and the waves, he freaks out and begins to sink. Um, and then he calls out to Jesus and it says that immediately Jesus reached out and helped him. And so when I was reading that story, I was kind of reflecting on the topic of commitment. And I realized something that it's easy to commit initially and be passionate about it. Um, and, 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 and have that excitement about being committed, especially to this local church. But when it comes to commitment, we need to start thinking about long-distance commitment. And long-distance commitment means being committed and not allowing ourselves to ride the waves of the initial excitement of the commitment but commitment that is rooted and grounded in the commitment Jesus has made to you, the gospel. And so when we think about being committed more than ever to Jesus in this city and to Jesus through this church in this city, we need to, the only way we're going to make it past the difficult and challenges 2020 holds for you is by continually reflecting on God's commitment to you through Jesus Christ. And that is what will provide you with long distance commitment. And so that would be my answer to every single one of you as you long to do all you can to help us be committed to Jesus and being committed to Jesus as a result of that you will be committed for the long haul what are we going to do now one more song yeah yeah cool alright let's pray God thank you
Thank you so much. It's hard for me, my family, to live in the reality that next week will be our final Sunday and um, we'll be gone for a year. Um, We're grieving. It's sad. But Father, I am so thankful for how you have injected um, excitement and more commitment and more passion for you as a result of everything that has been happening. Thank you so much for your faithfulness to us, for your faithfulness to your church, not just this church in this era, but Father, throughout the ages as we plan to study Acts, we will be exposed to your commitment and your faithfulness even in the midst of challenging and trying times and in a way as we look back in our lives as we look back in the lives of others we we will see that when there is trouble when there is hardship that is when you work powerfully and so God we look forward to witnessing you this year this unique year in the life of our church we look forward to witnessing you do incredible things it's not going to be easy it's going to be challenging i pray for for us as leaders i pray that you give us wisdom you give us incredible supernatural amounts of um, discernment that will allow us to be able to shepherd your people in all of this jesus we look to you We look to you. You are the chief shepherd and we are desperate for you. We have no other choice but to trust you and this is where you want us as a church. And so keep us dependent on you. Keep us relying on you. Help us to not despair. Help us to not lose heart. Help us to continually trust you and even like Peter whenever we get to the point where we fear and we're sinking may we know that we can cry out to you and when we cry out to you you will reach out and deliver us and you will remind us of your presence and your power in the midst of whatever difficulties we go through we praise your name we thank you Jesus' name we pray. Amen.